yesterday, I decided I wanted to learn how to play an instrument, but I got distracted, so I'll do it tomorrow, I guess. <sighs> Good morning. I see you've started a fire and put on some coffee. How sweet. Gosh, you must be eager to hear the story. Alright, uh, let's start. Oh, I know. Let's start with Damien's return. So when Damien returns to Janice's world, it had been... It had been about a month in her pocket world. And it looked the same from the clearing. There were a few skyscrapers that he could see among the trees. And the forest looked bigger. But that was about it. But once he entered the forest, he saw that it was inundated with buildings and streets, and complete with a fully functioning electrical grid and water systems. But still no people, though. He had no idea where Janice was anymore, and quite frankly, he was lost. He wandered through the neighborhood for a little bit, seeing buildings labeled hospital and grocery store, and what he guessed was an archery place because of the large red target symbol on it. He continued to explore the buildings, but he still couldn't find Janice. And then he heard the laughter of two people. Had she created other humans? He walked towards the sound and heard Janice talking to another person about exploring some cavern. He came up to the window of a big blue house and saw Janice pointing at a map on a table and holding a teacup and talking to a girl who looked very similar to her. Almost like a twin, but her features were aged in some areas and younger in others. It was confusing to look at her. Damien was suspicious of her presence, and after a few more moments of observation, he decided to let himself in through the front door, but it wouldn't open, and Damien apparently knows nothing about knocking, so he just appeared behind Janice instead, facing Janice's friend now. Her appearance seemed so much more jarring than before. She looked like a distorted version of a human. And what's worse, she was a distorted version of Janice. Her hair was less curly, her skin was paler, but not lighter in tone, just ashy pale. Like she was dead or something. She was smiling, but her smile didn't reach her eyes. She wasn't even paying attention to Janice as she laughed quietly at her story. She was looking straight at Damien. She was looking through him. Almost like she didn't register his presence. It was strange. It made Damien nervous. He cleared his throat and Janice jumped at the sudden presence. She spilled her tea, burning herself. The other woman's smile widened as a curse fell from Janice's lips. But she kept her eyes on Damien. Damien forced himself away from her and tended to Janice. She insisted that she was okay and excused herself from the living room to change, leaving Damien and this strange woman alone. They sat uncomfortably for a moment before Damien introduced himself. The woman introduced herself as Danny. Damien asked how she got there, and she said the most bizarre thing. That Janice birthed her. She birthed you? Damien asked, like a mother would a child. Yes, Danny responded. I believe so. 
The same bond that she shared with her mother, I share with her. I am a part of her. Damien was too shocked to say anything else. Janice couldn't have given birth on her own, and no one else was there to impregnate her. Maybe there was? Hadn't he seen the extent of what she created? Maybe not. Danny looked satisfied with his confusion. She smiled cruelly and told him to leave. His presence was not needed and not welcomed. Janice wanted to live with her and only her. When Janice returned, Damien was adamant to know who got her pregnant and how she gave birth so quickly. Janice barely managed to keep her tea from spilling. She stayed still, choked on her words. She tried a few times to start an explanation, but she didn't know where to begin. When she was finally able to speak, the only word she could spit out was, No. She looked over at Danny, who looked hurt and a bit cross. She asked Damien what he was talking about. He explained what Danny had said, and that she asked him to leave. Janice wanted to have some sort of understanding towards Danny. She wanted to have empathy towards Danny, but all she could feel was irrationally angry. All she could feel was irrational anger. She started to yell at Danny, asking why she would say that and what made her think something like that. Where was the misunderstanding? Damien didn't like where this was going. Although he didn't trust her presence, he couldn't help but to feel bad for Danny, despite her meanness. She was new to existence, perhaps she didn't know any better. So he spoke up against his better judgment and asked Danny to clarify, but Danny only doubled down. Janice created her, so she was Janice's child. And Damien needed to leave them alone. Danny's defiance bothered Janice. For starters, Damien wasn't going anywhere. She needed him to help her through this strange period in her life. Also, she could not be a mother. She didn't know how, and she didn't give birth to Danny. Danny was as old as she was, and quite frankly, she looked a little older than her. The longer Janice looked at Danny, the stranger her face became, like it was shifting before her very eyes. Danny looked like a funhouse mirror image of herself, or a horror house mirror image, if that was even a thing. Her eyes were a bit too light to look lively. Danny's skin was pale and bluish. After a period of silence, Janice took Danny's hand and led her to the corridor mirror. Seeing herself next to Danny was even worse. Danny seemed proud of her appearance, but Janice hated that Danny resembled her so strongly. They were like twins, but one was dead. Danny looked dead. The appearance was too much for Janice to handle, so she told Danny to leave. Danny gave Janice a crooked smile and left with a see you soon. Janice wanted to say no to that. She would never see her again, but Danny seemed so sure of their future meeting that she could only stand there, frozen in fear. After she heard the front door close, she turned to Damien. Her body was shaking with anxiety. The thought of Danny returning terrified her for some reason. There was no telling what she would do. 
And her smile was so sinister, it didn't make Janice feel any better. She ran to Damien and hugged him. He was unsure of what to do, but he managed to hug her back and to tell her he would make sure she was safe. It was comforting to hear that, but... It was comforting to hear that, but Janice recognized uncertainty in his voice. Janice and Damien spent the next three days making sure no one could get into the house. They boarded up all the windows and all the doors. Damien would disappear for a short while every now and then to ensure that the other patients' bodies were still in Dream Corp's facilities, but he started to question his secondary mission. He wondered if making sure that the bodies were still there when Janice was the only one in immediate danger was even worth it. The other patients of Dream Corp's experiments didn't even seem to want to return back to their bodies. He hadn't seen many of them in months, and the ones that he did see didn't seem to care for him anymore. Janice, she cared. She was reliant on him. He was the only thing standing in between her and Danny. After a while, he just stopped caring about the bodies. There wasn't a good enough reason to. One day, Janice started to hear voices outside of her house. They sounded lost at first. Each day, a new voice was added, sometimes two voices, sometimes more. They would ask where they were and if anyone else was out there. As soon as they would call out for someone else, a new voice would answer. This cycle repeated itself daily. It was like they were creating themselves. Unbeknownst to Janice, though, she was the one creating them to put more space in between her and Danny. The lack of purpose drove them mad. They asked aloud what everything around them was and begged to know what to do with themselves. Janice created food outside for them to take so that they could survive on their own, but they still wanted things. Janice silently pleaded with them to stop and wished that they would just find things to do like people did on Earth, but those thoughts wouldn't come to fruition. They just continued to beg for purpose. The lamentation got louder and started to take a toll on Janice's mental health. She started to lose her own sanity, worried that they would find her. She had night terrors about them tearing down the barricaded doors like zombies and murdering her and Damien. And after a week of restless sleep, she asked Damien to sleep in her bed with her. The nightmare subsided with Damien's presence, but it didn't quiet her new citizens. Eventually, Janice realized that they would probably just spend the rest of their lives complaining, which was starting to get annoying. She couldn't handle the idea of living with their misery for the rest of her life. She spent the next week ranting to Damien about their cries. She was numb to their pain now. She just wanted them to find something to do with their lives. She wanted them to take initiative. She couldn't find jobs for them. She didn't even know all the jobs that could be done or had to be done in a society. People found their own ways on Earth. These people would have to do the same. It became a routine for Janice and Damien. They would wake up to the people's tears. Then Janice would spend all day ranting about it while Damien listened patiently fascinated by the world she described. One morning, she woke up to only Damien's peaceful breathing and background noise. It sounded like cars driving and people mowing their lawns. Then an ambulance siren passed by. She sat up wondering if she transported herself back to Earth. 
but she was in her new bed, so that couldn't have been true. She tiptoed to her windows to look through, but every window and door was barricaded. She would have to take them down to see what was going on, so she uttered the words, no more unnecessary protection. She didn't know how she knew that would work, or why she even tried it, but she muttered the spell anyway. Nothing happened, though. The window in front of her was still barricaded. So she turned to find a hammer to take out all the nails in the boards. But when she turned around, all the other windows were completely cleared. She turned back to the window in front of her, and the wooden bars were gone. So she made a mental note that she could speak things into existence so long as she wasn't listening. She then pushed the curtains aside a tiny bit and peeked into the world. It was a modern-day suburbia out there. People were doing things she considered normal. Talking to each other, going to work, getting mailed, and all of it was happening without her help. She was happy to see that, but a part of her felt left out. She wanted to join, but she was afraid of running into Danny. She left her room to contemplate her next move. Damien woke up to warm sunlight which was a welcome feeling for a moment. He stayed in bed and sunk into his pillow, breathing in the fresh air that came in with the breeze. Wait, the window was open? Had Danny gotten in? He looked around for Janice, but she wasn't in the room. He ran into the hall calling her name. She answered calmly, which gave him some peace, but it was still a bit unnerving walking through the house with all of the windows open. Glancing outside every now and then, he was glad to see that her new world was progressing and seemed content with itself. When he reached the living room, he saw her perched up against the window, watching the people outside with a cup of tea in her hand. She turned to give a smile and a greeting. She asked him if she wanted some. She asked him if he wanted some, and he said yes. So she turned back to the window and said, then tea you shall have. She looked back at him and pointed to the table between the chairs. There sat a piping hot cup of tea. Damien chuckled at her newfound magical abilities. She figured it out. In that moment, he was glad he decided to stay with her. They talked for a while about what things she could do with her magic and what he could teach her. He was enthusiastic about telling her the things he learned in his lifetime, but she seemed distracted. When he asked her what she was thinking about, she told him of her desire to go outside and interact with the people. There was so much mystery in her world and she was curious to find out what she didn't know. The confession made Damien feel uneasy. He liked being around Janice. She made him feel needed. And he wasn't excited about the possibility of losing that feeling to someone else. Now thinking about it, he wondered if that was why he didn't trust Danny. He decided against thinking more into it, and instead offered to accompany her outside. Janice took the offer, and with that, they went out. Outside was normal. She expected to be stared at and obsessed over like Danny had done, but instead, she fit right in. No, it was more like she disappeared into the crowd, but it didn't feel lonely. It felt comfortable. No one paid much attention to Damien either. Actually, there were people who looked really similar to him. They were familiarly monstrous. 
centaurs, winged people, people-sized dragons, dragon-sized dragons, walked around the humans, and it all felt so natural. Janice looked up at Damien, who seemed to be dumbstruck by the new expanse of the world, and wondered if he might also be able to create in there. She would never think to create monsters, even less so monsters that were friendly. She didn't even mention them at all in her stories. Maybe that was something he did to make himself more comfortable. Damien had nothing to worry about, though. Janice didn't care to leave Damien out of her life. The only thing she wished for was that Damien would stay. She could start her life over with him, by her side. Selfishly, she hoped that the monsters were his doing, and it was his way of staking a claim to her world. She wrapped her arms around his and cuddled into him. Their height difference made her feel like a child, one who was safe. They spent the day walking through the shops and introducing themselves to the neighborhood. It was remarkable to see people who were only created a week ago run flower shops and grocery stores and live fulfilling lives that they were pretty happy with. It made Janice feel more at ease about living in the town. As she introduced herself to more people though, something stuck out to her. She had nothing to do. Everyone had a task or a purpose, except her. She did create everything in this world, but no one knew that except her and Damien. And she wasn't doing that anymore anyway, so she was just idle, currently. Damien watched Janice agonize over her troubled thoughts. It upset him to see her so deep in thought the way she was. She looked sad. Damien longed to know what she was thinking and to make her feel better, but he couldn't read her mind. Well, not ethically anyway. So he decided to offer the next best thing, to teach her magic. They talked about it that morning. Maybe that would take her mind off of whatever was bothering her. It would also give him a chance to get closer to her. Magic was an intimate subject. Those who studied it together often got vulnerable with one another. And he longed to be vulnerable with her. Janice was happy with Damien's proposal and agreed to become his pupil. When they got home, they started learning the different types of magic. Most of them were ancient and required dead languages, some of which she knew of, like Latin and Enochian. A lot of them weren't even from Earth. Every lesson came with a story about his life and experiences with deities and spirits. Janice felt a curiosity about Damon that she hadn't felt before. He knew all the myths that she studied in class because he lived through most of them. The names of some of the gods she knew, like Apollo, Baldur, Horus, were his epithets. The more he talked, the more she felt disconnected from her old life. Everything that she classified as a myth was true, and what she thought was true, Damien revealed as illusion. Janice could sit for hours listening to him talk about his life. At some point, she just stopped asking questions and would listen to his voice. She started to notice how smooth it was, how soothing his presence was to her, and the way he would use his hands to conjure up crude images of his life. She felt like he was her friend, confiding in her about his past lives, but 
A disheartening feeling started to creep up into her head. What if he didn't want to stay with her? What if he couldn't? What if these magic classes were just a way to give herself reliance so he could leave and not worry about her anymore? She wanted to dream of their future together. She wanted to travel the universe with him and take on different names, becoming gods of different worlds, making chaos and peace wherever they went. But she wasn't like him. She could only create here in her world. Surely her body was still attached to the laws of Earth. She would get old and die too soon to do any of the things she wanted to do with him. She pushed her worries to the side to listen to him talk, and let his lessons lull her into a false sense of security. All that would matter were the present moments. She knew he would leave, but for now, he would stay with her in this perfect little world, and that would have to be enough. One morning while Damien was teaching Janice about healing magic, an ambulance cut their lesson short. It stopped at another house nearby. Janice went to the window to see what was happening and was disgusted by the sight. The gnarled body of the baker was on a stretcher. His stomach had massive gashes and blood was caked all over the torso. His eyes were open wide as was his mouth, like he had been screaming in horror before he died. But Janice and Damien hadn't heard anything. She was shaken by the presence of a murderer in her town. She hadn't intended for any violence to exist in her world. Damien tried to reassure her that these horrors exist in every world, regardless of intention, but she couldn't shake the feeling that this had something to do with her. There was a knock at her door. Janice opened it to two cops who wanted to discuss the details of the murder. They gave the excuse that they were only trying to find possible witnesses and get stories from everyone on that block, but their eyes told a different story. They seemed uneasy around her. And while one cop asked her questions, the other meandered around the house, slowly, intentionally, like he was looking for something. Janice had enough and asked the cop if there was anything they were looking for, stating that she didn't even know of the murder until the ambulance arrived. The cop looked in her eyes, trying to decipher whether she was lying or telling the truth. After a moment, he reached into his folder and handed her a plastic bag that contained a note that was left at the crime scene. Janice, accept me or have no one else. Signed, Danny.